0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to anyone and everyone who is listening into our podcast, My Conservation Conversations. It's me, Rushan, but I am not going to be hosting the episode today. I am actually going to hand it over to the very capable hands of Natasha, who is another member of the Society of Conservation Biology Malaysia chapter. I'm only here to remind you that if you have not done so already, please, please, please sign the pledge to join the many others in their commitment to not eat sea turtle eggs. It is indeed the very point of the campaign that we are doing in the run-up to World Sea Turtle Day. It'd be really great if you could share this podcast and the pledge with your friends and family, and to get many other Malaysians to join in the commitment and promise to not eat sea turtle eggs anymore. If you have not done so already, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, that is S-C-B-M-S-I-A, to follow along with the events and activities that we have in the run-up to World Sea Turtle Day. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. This is a really great episode, so I'm going to hand it over to Natasha.
1: Okay, as part of World Sea Turtle Day, the Society for Conservation Biology Malaysia will be interviewing a special guest today, and his name is Jitendra Vendra Murti from Tropical Research and Conservation Centre. How are you, Jeet?
2: Hi, Natasha. I'm doing good. Uh, how are you?
1: I'm good as well. <laughs> CMCO is uh, getting better now. Very excited. Mm. So, you've been in pom pom for quite a while with Trek, right? Do you mind sharing a bit about what you do? Yeah, so
2: I've joined TRAC after graduating at University of Malaysia Terengganu I studied marine biology. And then at 2000, in 2017, I joined TRAC at the start and have been with them ever since. So right now, uh, I'm a science officer at TRAC. I'm located in Samporna on the island called Pom Pom. So if anyone of you is wondering, TRAC is just only based on Pom Pom Island. So I live at the island <laughs> right now and basically work on the conservation and research activities. here.
1: Uh, so you're a island life kind of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being on the island, surely you see a lot of tourists around. Uh, yep. Being a local and being a science officer with Trek, why do you think people are feeding, handling, swimming close to sea turtles? Um, what are your thoughts on
2: that? Okay, so why are people doing that? I think it's not very hard to understand why they uh, would, something like that it's because mm. we all believe and view sea turtles and majority of us as charismatic animals now the only difference between you consider that as harassing touching feeding you know swimming clothes it's harassing right you consider that harassing wildlife but the only difference between people who do not do that like you know you me and our peers is because we have awareness on wildlife interaction with studied this topic. However, majority of the tourists do not have this taught to them, because we are not taught this in primary school or secondary mm. school, right? So that's something new to them. It's an excitement seeing an animal like that. It's it's the kind of excitement that brings you to zoos and aquariums to just see another species uh, in action. And now that you could come close to a turtle. So I think it's understandably why people would want to interact with these species. And although I understand and and most of us would understand why it happens, but the problem is not the fact that they do it. I think the problem is that they do not know that that is wrong. Mm Because they, they don't have this awareness about having distance with wildlife, yeah, especially a wild animal. We were not taught this inherently. You know, Most of us here in Malaysia chose after school that taught us about this. Or we had prior experience through traveling and stuff we learned. And I think that tourists, were, majority of them, if they had this awareness, I don't think that they would do something like that. And I think that's the that's, that's, that issue here. Yeah
1: yep yep i completely agree with you it's very interesting because we do get excited right when we see a turtle and yeah, i myself when i first saw a turtle I, I couldn't handle it in the water and i was like oh my god that's a mm. turtle and yes. yeah you're right it, it, it's natural for us to just feel that but having this awareness mm. is what's important so why do you need to protect sea turtles for ecotourism Okay,
2: Malaysia is one country that is blessed to have sea turtles, you know. You know, although one is technically functionally extinct, the back four out of the seven sea turtle species of the world. And more so here in Sabah, Sempurna, where we're working from. There's a lot of turtles in water here compared to Peninsula Malaysia. and Peninsula, you've know, you got uh, nesting beaches as well. But here, you've got nesting beaches and you've got a lot of turtles feeding, feeding grounds of turtles in this, in this area. And I can tell you that the number one economic contributor to Sabah would be like the palm oil. And second would be tourism industry. Mm. So And the tourism industry in Sabah is mainly on nature from Mount Kinabalu to KK, the islands in KK, and a lot in Sampona. Sampona is is a heavy touristic industry. And one of the main things that I've noticed, right, I would say turtles in the region are a galvanizing factor that Brings them here. Um, mm-hmm. Just on like, for example, take uh, for example my uh, my social media account. I've realized that turtle photos get more number of likes on my Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> it's just it's just that people love turtles. It's charismatic, and I have to say, like you know, that's why they approach it and stuff like that. It's just because it's something so unique, you know, to see turtles, even if they juvenile, you know, they're like little toys, alive facing the obstacles in the ocean, and also adult turtles are just uh, captivating. And based on my observation, there's an island called Timba Timba, which is near Pom Pom. And on one site, particularly, because we've done a survey of the population, that site has a lot of sea turtles. And all the day trip boats would be parked at that particular site, even though it's heavy tourism traffic. But as long as their guests could see a turtle, it's the end of the trip for them because they are already happy coming across a sea turtle. And and you know it's it's very easy to point out sea turtles here in Sabah. And a lot of these day trips and uh, divers and you can tell because these divers that come in are just like first time discovery scuba driving that just want to see sea turtles so and that's very important because they are bringing the money in here to Sabah the economy is running just because of for example turtles I mean there's a lot of other natural wonders that bring them but here in Sampona I would say the main thing is the turtles
1: Mm, right so turtles are something you see daily lah in <laughs> like
2: Pum, every day hundred percent you'll see a turtle. Since we're
1: talking about ecotourism and you being there for about four years, do you see that the locals in, on the mm. island do they like tourists coming to the to the island, looking at the
2: turtles? Okay. The island that I'm on, Pom Pom, they don't have a local village, but then there's a nearby island that has a local village. But I can I can see that when tourists do come in, they are able to sell their marine resources like seafood to these tourists. So I, I'm sure that, you know, at least some parts of them who are fishermen at least are happy that they can sell their their mm. catch. And not just that, but then people from these islands, they, they work in the tourism industry, with many levels in the tourism, but then there's a lot of job opportunities for them. So, you know, unfortunately, when the COVID hit the MCO, a lot of them may you not know, got laid off prior to that, a lot of the local community members were hired into the the tourism industry. and if they were not, they were selling their marine catch to these tourists as well. So I can tell that they are happy generally.
1: Mm, that. that's that's a very interesting point actually. It's just mm. the turtles not just important for the ecosystem there but also brings tourists and makes the locals happy. So I have the last question for you and I think it's a really good one. So what do you think resorts and tourism operators can do to solve this problem? The problem being tourists wanting to feed, wanting to touch and swim very close to turtles.
2: So I I think, firstly, I'd like to mention that maybe this problem of, you know, touching a turtle, feeding a turtle, these two things that I would say possibly it happens more in peninsula. The reason being why is that in Sabah, the, the state law is really strict on harassing sea turtles. So for example, just a photo of a tourist touching a green turtle would be a penalty of like five years in prison, 200,000 wow. ringgit fine. Okay, So there is a law in place for that. So that's why here, if that ever happens, the tour operator will be called out for that if these images ever you know reach social media. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen at all. I, I think definitely it does happen. And I think resorts and tour operators, they need to appreciate the hand that feeds them, So which is the environment that promotes tourism that comes in. So they need to have a fundamental respect for the environment because that is... Yeah, a pot of rice. So they need to just, I mean, so I know some places do basic briefings saying that you can't touch a turtle, you can't feed the fish, you can't feed the turtle and stuff like that. But then I think especially when the tourism relies on the environment, they need to go beyond that they create awareness. They need to, to ensure that their guests and their tourists really understand why that that would be bad for the turtles. They need to instill that. Just ensuring that this tourism is sustainable. And I think beyond that, uh, especially here where where I'm from, if there's any news of a tourist is harassing a turtle, I think the action will be quite affirmative and quite stern uh, because we already have a law in place which is uh, quite a
1: a stern law. I had no idea that a photo is enough to give someone a penalty. That's, That's really interesting. A good move, actually. Is that by the... About tourism board or more like the wildlife department? Yeah, so
2: this law is in the Wildlife Enactment Act. So it's mm. enforced by the Wildlife Department. And maybe maybe a photo wouldn't just be the only proof because you know investigation would, would need to take place. But then a photo would be enough to at least call the resort or the tour operator out right. or allowing such behavior to happen. So people are quite careful on that here. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. a very interesting point. I think this is a very good discussion that we had. Why don't you tell us a bit more about TRAC and what TRAC does as a whole in Pom Pom? Tell us a bit more about your project. I'd love to visit Pom Pom one day too.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, TRAC stands again for a tropical research and conservation center. So, it's a, it's a marine research and conservation center that is based in Borneo, just off Sampurna. We're on a, this tiny island called Pom Pom. And, and again, like we are blessed to have a uh, population of like 200 sea turtles on this island that you just take 40 minutes to walk around. So you get a lot of turtles there. But at the same time, when you get this kind of population, you are dealt with the threats that comes with the environment. So previously, the area in mo- most parts of Sabah, especially in Sampurna, were devastated by blast fishing, illegal fishing practices, blast fishing methods. And that has damaged the reef and the reef because the the islands have quite a steep slope. So like we're talking about 40 degrees, it's it's hard for the reef to recover. So until today, it takes quite a long time for natural recovery. So as an NGO, we work on reef restoration, which not only touches on planting corals, but also on biodiversity surveys, looking back on whether our methods are effective and how our methods affect the environment, good or bad. And part of reef restoration would be turtle conservation as well because we do have nesting population of turtles on the island. That is the green turtles and the hawksbill, and as well as the turtles that feed in the area. So we were looking at protecting the seagrass habitats, preventing from coastal development to to destroy these habitats. And that's mainly how we work on reef restoration and how turtle conservation and protection is, is part of it. I think if you would like to have a better picture of us, you can check us out on Facebook. That's Track Borneo, Instagram, Track Borneo, or website at trackborneo.org. Track
1: being T-R-A-C-C, right?
2: Yes, T-R-A-C-C, Tropical Research and Conservation Centre. Cool,
1: cool. Yeah, we have a few minutes left. Would you like to say anything to people who love turtles on this very special World Sea Turtle Day?
2: I, I would like to, to, to inform, you know, those who are hopefully going to hear this podcast to say that, you know, if you're wondering what you can do today to save, you know, the turtles to protect them, you start with the most basic thing, which is reducing your plastic use. Not just, not, not stopping ultimately, but just reducing where you can't reduce single-use plastics are totally unnecessary. That's the first step. If you would like to do more, understand the topic understand the turtle population in malaysia because we do have them and you know it will be a really good thing if you know malaysians could know more about turtles so there's a lot of um, turtle conservation places in malaysia so you can do your part not maybe not just on on turtles specifically but for the environment the reason why we know world's sea turtle day is because sea turtles are an umbrella species meaning that if we are able to protect sea turtles and their habitat, a lot of other marine life will also thrive and and be really happy from this. Yep, yep,
1: yep. I completely agree. I'm with you on this one, especially on the plastic waste. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to thank you, Jeet, for your time today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank
0: you so much, Natasha.
1: Yep, yeah. And a happy World Sea Turtle Day. Hey, same to you, same to everyone. (laughs)